This is the Cutline Podcast with your host, Michael Cavalunis. Grab your tractors, get your lawnmowers a-rolling as the cut line takes you to the heart of the Midwest for the John Deere Classic. And the scoring will continue this week. And I am so itching, itching to look ahead to the Open Championship. And we almost, almost, almost did an Open show early. Chose not to, yet as anxious as we are for a trip across the pond, we're looking at somewhere in Middle America. Illinois to be exact. But first, hello Canada, hello Australia, hello USA, hello UK. Cutline is dedicated to providing the best PGA DFS analysis in the industry. So if you're new to the show, Douchebag says what? What? <laughs> what? And if you're a returning listener, what did you expect? Welcome, Sonny. Make yourself at home. Marry my daughter. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. The common clay of the New West. You know. Morons. (laughs) Welcome back. I'm Mike Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter, L-I-U-N-A-S. Looking forward to breaking down the John Deere Classic. And it's the name of the game. You win some, you lose some. But as long as you're still a high-flying, limo-riding, Rolex-wearing son of a gun, there's always this weekend's opportunity to win big cash big. But before we break down this slate, we just have a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome back. We are debuting the new Magiblend 200, and this time, Bill is going to show you something truly amazing. Thanks, Karen. (laughs) Now, I know a lot of you are sushi eaters, and for those of you who don't know what sushi is, it's the latest food craze from Japan. Now, what would you say if I told you that the Magiblend could prepare delicious sushi for you? No! It certainly can. (laughs) Now, let's say you want some delicious salmon nigiri, or, or better yet, you want a salmon roll. Mm-hmm. Well, you just put your ingredients into the Magiblend 200. You can't make sushi without rice. That's right. Seaweed. They eat the seaweed there. Isn't yeah. that something? Mm-hmm. Right, I think that'll do it. And then you close the lid, and you press this button. Someday they'll be serving sushi on aeroplanes. No. Can you imagine? Wow, just like that. Just like that. Delicious sushi. These are Japanese cutlery called chopsticks. And uh, I'll just use them on this delicious sushi. (laughs) 
Do we have some scissors? Mm -hmm. Karen, that can cut, cut hair. I see it. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, it's sushi, just like in Japan. Yep, that's right. You got a little hungry. Need a little dinner. Use the new sushi maker. I don't, I don't, where did this come from? Cooking with Bill Sushi. Man, voiceover guy. Got me stumped. Anyways, get your instant sushi. You just put it in. The blender comes out all ready to roll. It's, it's awesome. It's good stuff. Totally stumped by voiceover guy. Anyways, Cutline is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the John Deere Classic. And we're gonna do the best we can. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. To give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. Ah! 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 And the goal of the cut line is to make sure not only is your tournament lined with the green, but so is your bankroll. The cut line is here to give you the plays to build your best lineups, winning lineups, cashing lineups, smashing lineups, lineups that are kicking ass and taking names and getting six of six through the cut line. And as always, a special say thank you to PGA and Fantasy and National for all the stats they provide for golf fans and PGA DFS enthusiasts. Fantasy National is helping draftees create unique lineups, winning lineups based on key stats and metrics. But when it comes to lineup lock, when it comes to Wednesday night, and I don't know who to play the next day, the guys I go to, the website I check out, fansharesports.com. You want to know where the best information from the industry is leading players to? It's all there on fansharesports.com. Plus, elite ownership. No better leverage than to know what players are going to be highly owned so very easy fix go to fansharesports.com after you fill out all your information in the discount code write the word cut line and you'll receive 20 percent off your monthly membership ownership is not a leverage to be belittled all right this week the pga tour tackles the john deere classic and here we are in familiar territory with plenty of stats to evaluate and correlate towards successful lineups yet this field is entering a realm right before the Open Championship and quite a long travel ride. By the way, John Deere floats the bill for the winner of this tournament to play in the Open Championship, so that's pretty cool. But anyways, we got strange pricing with some guys that we are just not inclined to play normally, but they're most definitely in play here. TPC Deer Run. All right, so let's check this out. First of all, this is a birdie-making course where we'll see a winner who will probably go beyond minus 20. In fact, in the last 10 tournaments, only two of them have not reached that type of scoring level. And it wasn't off by much, minus 18 and minus 19. So for those of you that did not enjoy the Detroit Golf Club, well, let's maybe not play this tournament and go to the Scottish Open. But anyways... This is a second shot course, and it's going to reward those who are precise or just simply on fire with the putter. When comparing TPC Deer Run to Detroit Golf Club, the only major difference is that we're going to see the type of grass and the greens. And the architect 
of the course itself. Many other factors are similar. Now, there's some key trends to identify. Four of the last five winners of the John Deere Classic have been first-time winners on PGA Tour. This is a common trend that we see at any easy course, year in and year out, as it tailors itself towards the fact that anyone can win. Another trend we never really know what's going to appear is whether the green speeds are going to be average or fast. They kind of flip it up on us. And of course, this tournament loves diversifying its green speeds from year to year. Finally, all cup makers tend to be above 70% in both driving accuracy and greens and regulation percentage. It's correlated, meaning that if you're in the fairway, you're probably going to hit the greens. Now, it's a second shot course. I'm not really taking into account the fact that we're going to play anything off the tee in terms of our stat evaluation or stat models, but still, it's important to note that. And so if you didn't like the Rocket Mortgage Classic, then you're not going to enjoy the John Deere Classic. It's just it's just how it is. This is more of like degenerate golf, right? These uh, We're all going to watch it because we love the sport, but here we are. If you're not into it, you want to wait to the Open Championship, fine, but that's more money for the rest of us. Architect D.A.V. Weimering. Bent grass greens, 6,000 square foot green size. Stimp meter, I would say anywhere from 11 to 12 plus. And our length of our course, 7,268 yards, a par 71 with four water, water hazards in 78 bunkers. Weather-wise, looking ahead, you got some rain coming in Wednesday night to really soften this course up for that AM wave for Thursday. Showdown, ding, 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 ding. First round leader bet, ding, 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 ding. Look at that. Not a lot of wind to speak of on Thursday, and on Friday, the same thing. There does come in some wind maybe towards the late, late afternoon, like 4 p.m., 5 p.m., and that'll be the tail end of that afternoon wave. But other than that, we got rain on Saturday, rain on Sunday. They may not get this in, and that's not good. That's not good because next week is the Open Championship. How are you going to get the winner out there if he's not qualified? Dun, dun, dun. Past winners include Dylan Fertilli, Michael Kim DeChambeau when he was skinny, and Ryan Moore in 2016. We're not going to go beyond that. Key stats that I look at. Ball striking, approach, strokes gained, tee to green, strokes gained total, greens and regulation gained, and opportunities gained. Similar courses, TPC Twin Cities, TPC Craig Ranch, Detroit Golf Club. We just played there. Sea Island and the Port Royal. But... The question you're asking yourself is, who are we going to play this weekend? He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So welcome to the dance floor where the cut line's going to break down the top tier 11K range all the way down through the 7K range. But we want to note something of great importance before we break down any golfer. All right, so I'm going to name a few names and I did some double checking, triple checking on some of these guys. And these are the players that are in this tournament that have qualified for the Open Championship next weekend. Okay, so these are guys that you may want to consider not playing. Hint, hint, they might end up later in the show. But that includes Daniel Berger, Brian Harmon, Kevin Streelman, Kevin Na, Alex Noren, Zach Johnson, Sebastian Munoz, Ches Reeve, Keith Mitchell, and C.T. Pan. 
So those guys are going next weekend. 149th Open Championship. Historic. Historic. So keep that in mind when building your player pool. Now, let's look at this top tier. We're looking at Daniel Berger, Sung JM, Brian Harmon, and Cam Davis. For me, Daniel Berger and Brian Harmon, they're going to rank out great, but they've got to play next weekend. We looked at the weather, how the weather could extend this tournament this weekend. It's already hard enough to get across the pond. A lot easier, obviously, than it used to be, especially with some of these guys with some of the money that they have. But still, the fact is that they have to play their best golf at a major next weekend. Why in God's name... Would you take the risk? And and initial run-through says everyone's going to play Burger. We're looking at like double-digit ownership, highest on the slate right now, initial run-through at Fanshare. Brian Harmon, 24%. Like it's not even low ownership here with these guys. Now, don't get me wrong. Burger is number one everywhere. Everyone's model. So bet him. Don't play him. Bet him. There's your leg. There's your advantage. Okay. Now, here's the thing. In this top tier, Sung JM and Cam Davis are my plays. I don't think, and I've been searching everywhere for an answer for this, I don't think winning the Rocket Mortgage qualifies you to be in the Open Championship next weekend. So Cam Davis has to win this tournament to appear next weekend. In years past, that was the case. You won the Rocket Mortgage. You got to go to the Open Championship. It was a qualifier tournament. I just don't think it is this year because they are allowing players who didn't play last year to play this year. So it's almost like a massive double qualifying field. They had to cut corners somewhere, and what they did is they eliminated Rocket Mortgage Classic. So if Cameron Davis wins this week, he goes to the Open Championship. Now, when looking at Cam, obviously we know he won last week in the three-man playoff, but looking straight ahead here in my confidence model, Cam Davis, eighth, aggregate model, third, and then overall stat model, eighth. So the other option is Sung Im. Now, Sung Im did qualify for the Open Championship, but due to his country's idea of patriotism and being a loyal member of that country, he has to serve a mandatory two years in the military, with the exception of the fact if he wins a gold medal at the Olympics, so Siwoo Kim and Sung Im will not be at the Open Championship as they'll be training for the Olympics. Now, I do want to point out with Sungjae, he is not the best on bent greens. He's not the best putter by far at all, but he does have just dialed an approach. Last week, he finished in eighth place at the Rocket Mortgage, but he only gained 0.3 strokes putting. He put he, he finished in the top 10, and he basically putted average. Okay, when you look at Cameron Davis, on the other hand, 3.1 strokes gained putting. Okay, 3.1 strokes gained putting. And now we're looking at Cameron Davis coming in on his best putting surface based on his career. So most definitely something to take into consideration. If you look at over their last 100 rounds, in my model for the John Deere, Cam Davis ranks number three, Sung Im ranks number eight. So both viable options here this this week in the last 36 rounds in terms of strokes gained cam davis has gained 12th 12th overall in DraftKings scoring while sungjae is seventh all right and cam davis coming off the win is 600 cheaper so i like both these guys as plays i i would most definitely consider them in your lineup builds but take make sure that you guys are checking out ownership so going down to the 9k range 
again, we run into players that are going to be participating in the Open Championship. That includes Streelman, Kevin Na, and Alex Noren, which leaves us the chalk Russell Henley. Russell Henley is too cheap. He's $9,900. He should be in the 10K range. And he's going to be super owned. Highly owned. Fifth in my confidence, seven in my aggregate, second in my overall stat model. Okay. We're, we're looking at damn near 30% ownership right now on the initial run through. Like, that's insane. Why? You want else? You want more fuel to the fire? At last year's, or at the 2019 John Deere Classic, second place. Second place. Thank you, Dylan Fratelli, for winning that one. You look at his rankings, just on this year's stats alone, third in strokes gained T to green. First in strokes gained approach. Tenth in scrambling, not going to matter here. Third in scoring. Third or second in bogey avoidance. Again, not going to matter here. First in par four scoring. Where he struggles, obviously, this year is the par fives. But you don't be, you have to be too long. Russell Henley is going to be popular. There's no way getting around it. He is. Fade him if you want. Play him if you want. Whatever you want to do. Bet him if you want. He's motivated if he wants to play at next weekend's Open Championship. Aaron Wise, Siwoo Kim, and Seamus Power. Seamus Power has been gaining steam. Again, you're paying $9,000 for a guy who could easily miss this cut um, just based on his pedigree. He's not the most solid historical approach player, but has been playing a lot better recently, especially in the, the last 24 rounds. But you look at just you know the fact that he finished top 10 last weekend, 19th before that, 19th at Palmetto. He does well on these easy courses. He dominates them, so we're not looking at a very difficult field. You look at his history at the John Deere Classic, though, an average finishing position at 34th place. Okay, that's concerning to me at $9,000. It's not going to get it done. So do your deeper dives on Seamus Power. He is going to be highly owned. Right now, initial fan share ownership looking at about 17%, but still, it's something to be considering. When you guys look at my approach model, which you can find on cutlinegolf.com, you'll see that in the last... 12 rounds Seamus Power is dominating he's number one in the field so Aaron Wise though these these fairways are very generous so I think he's a viable option again though everyone's going to be popular up in this upper tier range because when you start getting lower in this lower tier most guys don't know who these golfers are right they're going to know who Zach Johnson is but a lot of them are not going to know who Doug Gim is the casual player is not Bo Hostler, Steve Stricker playing on the Old Man's Tour, Pat Perez, Sepp Straka, right? Chezzy, Poston, Tom Lewis. Think people are going to know who these guys are? Come on, man. Come on. So, Siwoo Kim is the other option. Again, he's he's kind of following suit. Dropped the, the bid at the Open Championship to focus on the Olympics. But again, third in my overall stat model. Sixth in my aggregate model. Sixth in my confidence model. You talk about a guy who probably needs a shot in the arm. A little boost based on his recent form, which has been pretty brutal. Siwoo Kim could use it. In the 8K range, we run into two golfers who are participating in next week's Open Championship. And that is Sebastian Munoz and Zach Johnson. So, if you look at this 8K range on its own, then you're going to like Kiz, McNeely, Lucas Glover, Hank Lebiota, Ryan Moore, and Johnny Vegas. Now, the issue with all these guys is that there are flaws in their game, right? Johnny Vegas with the putter. Oh my God, is it bad? 
but he has that one round every now and again where he just dominates. Historically, on approach, Kazire struggles. McNeely struggles. Okay, Historically struggling on approach. Troy Merritt struggles on approach. Dominated last week, and you might want to go back to him. Lucas Glover, recent struggles on approach are bad. Not the strongest putter. Lebiota, typically terrible in scoring. Doesn't score enough to consider him being like a viable option. Like the list goes on and on with these guys. Ryan Moore, he's a brutal putter, especially on bent greens. So like, where do you go here? We're going to go to the power rankings and we're going to do our player pool builder. You can find this also on cutlinegolf.com where you can filter the pricing tier of the 8K and see where these guys shake out based on models, metrics, and everything like that. I have not made it customizable. It is still based on my stats and everything that I utilized in my models, but still, needless to say, it is one of the most handiest tools when you, when you're coming down to like crunch time and just don't know who to decide who to play. And guess what? You can download it for free. So looking at it from one through 11. All right, here it goes. The power rankings go Johnny Vegas, McNeely, Glover, Redmond, Kiz, Zach Johnson, Lebiota, Gim, Moore, Merritt, and Munoz. And we already know we're getting rid of the guys who are playing in the Open Championship next year. I'm not going to play Doug Gim. I don't think he can do it for four straight rounds. That's my issue with the Gim Reaper. Could he do it for three? Yeah. But he's going to let you down in one of those rounds, which is going to ruin your DraftKings lineup. Could he fall suit? Could he pull through? I don't know. Like, you look at last weekend, sure, he finished, what, 31st, 32nd? But now at 8K, that's not going to do it. He's got to be better than that. And we know that one of his weakest part of his games right now is the putter. And if the putter goes cold, forget about it. So looking at Johnny Vegas, though, he's interesting. Vegas right now fits 7th in my overall stat model, 8th in my aggregate model. Ryan Moore, 37th in my overall stat model. Hank Leviota is 17th. Glover is 11th. Of course, then you go to Kiz, who is 31st, and McNeely, who is 13th, which leaves us just with Troy Merritt. Like, do you think he can replicate what he did last weekend? Not absolutely sure he can. Um, one of those dimes a dozen. He's priced up because he finished in second, and that's why I don't want any pieces of him. It's just too much money for him right now all right going down in the 7k range again this is the final range of the birdie or better segment but a few guys in this range are going to be participating in next week's open championship Ches Reeve, keith mitchell and ct pan so that is a cause concern and red flag that i'm already looking at for this weekend's tournament a thing that i think a lot of people are gonna are gonna trend towards is looking at comparing TPC golf courses and I get it. I understand it, but if you're going to weight it so incredibly high that it's going to affect your build process, I don't think it's worth looking at it. Like if you're between guys, absolutely take it into account. Look at the best options. Look at, at, at guys who are historically solid on TPC courses. And then, yeah, it makes sense, but I'm not going to build my kind of course metrics off that now crazy thing in this 7k range in the power rankings top five hv3 sep straka stricker chucky three sticks and norlander norlander and varner and chucky three sticks all guys i have a lot of interest in this week varner missed a cut 
He burned me last week, and it would be easy for me to just say, screw you, Harold Varner III, I'm not going to play you again. But the fact is, he's so good on like in on this course and, and for the weekend. Like, it's an easy course. He has a top 10 here. Sixth place in 2018. Obviously, he has a miscut, but it's HV3. We're going to have to deal with the fact that he's just a volatile golfer. He, he shoots all over the place. We're looking at form that's not very good. Hasn't been good for 12 rounds. We're looking at problems with approach, problems in hitting the fairway. So he's most definitely a high-risk play. Don't get me wrong. But you're hoping he can turn it around. You're hoping he can turn it out with these generous fairways, figure out something, get a hot putter, whatever the case may be, and HV3 could turn it around. Now, Kyle Stanley, Chucky Three Sticks, and Dylan, Dylan Fratelli. I didn't figure out why Charles Howell III is not participating in the Open Championship. He is qualified, but he's opted not to play. Um, but one thing that stands out with Kyle Stanley specifically, played him last weekend, but he's 8th in Lee Aldrich's course suitability metric. 38th in my overall stat model. 51st, though, in my aggregate model, where he struggles is with the short stick. So if Kyle Stanley gets hot, because he's got the approach game to do it. He's a lock. The problem is you just never know when that putter is going to go hot, when it's going to go cold. So Howell third has not looked good recently. Same with Dylan Fratelli. Fratelli. These are issues. Of course, Fratelli won last year, and he was coming in in a little bit better form than he is now. So, you know, play them at your own risk. I, I don't have a lot of love for Stricker or Kramer Hickok or Sepp Straka. But I like Ricky Wierenski here. Ricky Wierenski is 22nd in my projections model, 16th in his DraftKings projections here. And on very easy tournaments, 22nd. 22nd. He's not popping in any models in particular, but his putter can get hot quickly. And the fact is, he looked good on approach last weekend. Finished in the top 25, 25th actually. But $7,600, it does cause pause for concern. But what puts me over the top, Three of three and made cuts last five years with the average finishing position at 32nd. I'll take that at $7,600. Obviously, we want top 10, but still. Um, Scott Stallings, Patrick Rogers, Norlander, guys we've been kind of playing during this uh, you know, this run of easy courses. Laird, surprisingly enough, like a lot of these guys, though, don't fit the bill. Like you could go Vaughn Taylor. Vaughn Taylor has the course history for you, course history buffs. You know, 26 average finishing position, 26th place with four or five made cuts in the last five years. So he's a viable option. But what are you going to do? Are you going to go Nick Taylor and hope that his two of five, the first three missed cuts, are, 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 are you know, blemishes on the record that shouldn't necessarily count? I don't think so. But anyways, the made cuts he did have, 34th place so that there's nick taylor i again i'm not gonna play those guys you were playing next weekend so the last guy i want to mention though is norlander finishing 27 2016 finished in 27th and of course scott stallings eighth miscut fifth and 16th so scott stalling has some good solid course history here and patrick rogers with three or four made cuts again these are guys who recently made cuts at the at detroit so I know that they have some motivation and they also have some uh, good vibes coming into this tournament. Now, they don't necessarily pop in the overall stat model. Like Scott Stallings is 55th overall. So 
Uh, well, that'll do it for the birdie or better segment. Next question is who can we not play this weekend? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. 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 How no? Can't do it. This is the cut line signature segment. Can't do it. Won't do it. Our double digit ownership plays that we can not play this weekend. They will not be in our tournament lineups. Cash doesn't matter. Put them in your cash lineups. Put Cam Davis last weekend in your cash lineups. Woo, winner. But still, point being, we're looking at double digit ownership that we can't play in our in our in our lineups this weekend. Look, very simply said, I'm putting I'm drawing a line in the sand on guys who are playing next weekend. I, I, I just don't want to buy them, especially at, at certain ownership percentages. No, thank you. I don't want pieces of that. I'm nervous about that. I'm nervous to play a Daniel Berger at that much ownership when you just you look at this weather. You know, it's early. The forecast could obviously change. But still, that's concerning, right? Regardless of where he ranks, Harmon, same thing. Double-digit ownership. That's scary. Streelman, double-digit ownership. Norin, double-digit ownership. Zach Johnson's up to 20%. He hasn't won since, I think, 2012 here at this event. Why? Because he's always qualifying for the Open Championship. Come on, man. Come on. Don't do it to yourself. Munoz, 10% ownership. Don't play him. And then beyond that, we're not running into anyone who's playing at the Open Championship next week in this double-digit ownership. But it will point out, I'm not going to have them in my lineups. Is that smart? I think so. I think there's so much on the line next weekend for these guys in their careers. And they're just how they're being pushed and motivated in in any particular direction. Yeah, it'd be nice to win the John Deere. Don't get me wrong. As for like, you think a a guy like Doug Gim doesn't want to win the John Deere. You think Zach Johnson couldn't use the extra mill in his pocket. Sure. He could. Why not? Everyone could use that bit of motivation, but to be open champion, I think they'd rather take that on the resume. So that's it. Can't do it. But we are going to bust down that 6K wall and look at the best plays in the 6K range. <laughs> Martin Pillar. He is a monster. He is a monster. Miscut. Miscut. Martin Pillar. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. Miscut. Miscut. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. <laughs> a monster. I guarantee he will make the cut. The MG Monsters Guarantee, where we look at the 6K range and our players in the 6K player pool that think we think can finish top 25 or better. Top 25 or better. The 6K range is not necessarily loaded. You're not going to know a lot of these golfers, but needless to say, there are still plenty of guys that we have interest in this weekend. So looking at the player pool builder, and we're going to look specifically only at the 6K range and see who ranks out from number one 
down to the very last place in this 6K range. And it's interesting how it all shakes out. Okay. So the number one ranked player in the 6K range, just, just the 6K. Remember, this is not the overall, right? Ben Martin. Next, Rory Sabatini, Roger Sloan, Adam Long, and Bronson Bragoon rounds out our top five. Top six, Higgs, Bramlett, Champ, JJ Spawn, and Josh Teeter. You don't see names like Whaley, Landry, Viegas, Benny Ahn, JB Holmes, Will Gordon, Duffner, John Huh up in this top tier. You don't see those guys in the power rankings. It's a little food for thought right there. All right. My favorite plays, though, looking at this, this 6K range. Ben Martin, absolutely. Andrew Landry, absolutely. Sam Ryder, absolutely. Both all, all, all three of these guys have fantastic course history. Okay. None of those guys have missed a cut. Granted, you know, Ryder and Martin only been here twice. Okay, but both have top five finishes with the second place. Landry, third place in 2019, also has an additional top 10 finish in 2016. Loves this course. John Huh, on the other hand, does have a top 10, but then a miscut, 64th and 50th. Obviously came in some great form. Bronson Burgoon, second place in 2018, 47th and 47th. All right, can he find it again this weekend? I'm not quite sure. So... That is something to look at. Do you want to go to Bronson Burgoon? He's part of these MGs. He's not in great form. I, I'm going to stop you right there. Like This is a high-risk, low-ownership play because in his last 12 rounds, last 24 rounds, in fact, he's been brutal. He's been terrible. So he's someone that you want to, might want to key in on here in this 6K range. Then we're going to go down to Johnson Wagner, Bill Haas, and then probably fill things out with Mark Wilson. Those are the 6K guys that I like. Um, of course, within the player pool builder, uh, there's the 6K guys from like Sabatini. I love him. I love Roger Sloan at 6,900. Sabatini's really cheap, by the way. And I and I get it. He's coming in with some bad form, but he's too good to stay there for very long. Does have a withdraw, 19th and 62nd place. So not a lot of course history right home about, but still the upside's there where I would totally, totally take that. Totally take that. All right, that's the 6K breakdown. Let's go. Let's take it home. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. That's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the cut lines breakdown of the John Deere Classic at TPC Deer Run. Join us next week as we break down the Open Championship. The Open Championship. The fourth and final major of this season. The Open at Royal St. George's Course. July 11th to July 18th, the 149th Open. It's going to be fun. Go to play for the Claret Judge. So, special shout out to Fanshare Sports. 
I want to thank Fantasy National PGA Tour. But most importantly, I want to thank you, the listener, for spending your precious time with us. Join us next week as we break down the Open Championship. Sunday is fun day. Go get that green six of six through the cut line. Later. <laughs>